0: You're listening to Canada's Court, your home for all your Canadian basketball needs. Here's your host, Philip Drost.
1: Well, it was an emotional roller coaster of a day for Raptors fans. The Toronto Raptors traded their franchise star, DeMar DeRozan, for the disgruntled San Antonio Spurs star, Kawhi Leonard. Along with DeMar, the Raptors sent young big man Yaka Pirtle and a top 20 protected 2019 first-round draft pick. And the Raptors received Danny Green. Raptors play-by-play announcer Matt Devlin started his time in Toronto just before DeMar DeRozan and has been around to watch the young guard from Compton evolve, both as a player and as a man. And he joins me on the phone to talk about it. Matt, nice to have you back on the podcast. My pleasure. So uh, tell me about how you first uh, heard that DeMar had been traded for Kawhi Leonard.
0: Well, I think everybody... uh... Found out pretty much the same way with Adrian Wojnarowski, you know, making, uh, you know, that report along with a couple of other people. Right. And, um, you know, it was uh, a move that when you really break it down, you can understand ultimately why Masai Ujiri decided uh, to make that decision to move DeMar uh, to bring in, you know, a player like uh, Kawhi Leonard.
1: Did you believe the rumors? Because there had been quite a bit leading up saying, oh, the
0: Raptors yeah, were in yeah, the driver's yeah. seat. Yeah, I did, Phil. I did. I, I thought that, you know, that no question that uh, there was validity to all the rumors, um, that, you know, it was uh, probably when you really look at the Raptors with respect to what they have been able to accomplish over the five years, the last five years specifically, uh, then, you know, making the decision with respect to a coaching change, uh, you knew that at some point there was going to be a decision about that roster. And so for uh, Masai, in looking at it, I could totally see why uh, he decided to make that move. And so I was, um, I was one of those that felt that, you know, if the deal could be done with Kawhi, uh, that it would definitely uh, be done. Now, it just depended on the players, right, ultimately. Mm-hmm. It just depended on the players. That that was kind of the big thing, right?
1: And what did you think of what the, the Raptors had to give up?
0: You know, it, look, it, it, number one, DeMar DeRozan is a class individual. I have a, an immense amount of respect for him, uh, his work ethic, uh, you know in order to get a top-five player that you're going to have to give something up. I mean, you know, that's just the reality of it. And so, you know, for him, uh, you know, while it's not a great thing, you know, it's something that, you know, at the end of the day that um, you yeah. know, Masai ultimately, you know, decided that, you know, if, if we could part ways with DeMar... Uh, you know who would then obviously next be on that list, the protected one. I thought that's fair. And the Jakob hurdle. I when you started hearing Demar, maybe OG and Pascal. I think that's when you're like, oh, geez, I don't know. But let me tell you what, Philip. When it was Demar and then Jakob and that protected one, you feel more comfortable about it. And don't forget. Coming the other way is Kawhi Leonard, along with Danny Green, who Mm -hmm. is a veteran that is, you know, somebody that, you know, can, you know, really, I think, be of a great benefit uh, for, um, you know, this roster and this team, both in the locker room as well as uh, not only in the locker room, but on the floor. And you start breaking down their three-point shooting numbers Uh, Now, all of a sudden, you go to a roster that's got Danny Green, C.J. Miles, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, just a lot of guys that can shoot the three, and it's really intriguing to me.
1: And uh, also pretty strong uh, defenders at that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's no question that when you look at the addition of Kawhi Leonard, who's been a Defensive Player of the Year, as we know, uh, the best wing defender in the NBA, and then you have somebody like Danny Green. I think it's going to be, you know, a great benefit. I think it could help players like Norman Powell and uh, other players uh, elevate their game. So, uh, as as tough as it is to see Demar leaving, I understand it. I do, and it's a situation I think when Masai looked at the big picture. What if you bring the entire team back next year and it doesn't work? You're breaking it up, right, because you had DeMar with two years left and Kyle with two years left and Serge with two years left. And so, you know, these situations don't come up that often, the situation of, you know, getting a top five talent in Kawhi Leonard. And so sometimes you have to uh, make a move, uh, when it presents itself, and that's exactly what he did, and and so if it works out, you get to the NBA finals, and he decides to stay, it would be amazing. If you get to the NBA finals and he decides to walk away, then at the end of the day, you still got to the NBA finals where no mm-hmm. you know Raptor teams ever made it before. So when you look at the positives and potentially the negatives, I, I just think the positives far outweigh any of the negatives.
1: Now, Masai has just under a year now to sell Toronto to Kawhi. There's been little, very little information from Kawhi on what he's looking for other than a team in Los Angeles. What do you th- what do you think uh, Masai can possibly do to entice Leonard to well, stay? Well, it's
0: going to be 11 months of selling, right? It's going to be 11 months of selling. And I think that that's certainly something that, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you're going to see, right? And you're going to look at, you know, not only a situation with, um, you know, Kauai and being in a phenomenal city, a world class city, all those sort of different things. Um, you're you have the roster, you have um, an organization that. Uh, has a tremendous amount of support you have uh, a city that is world class as i mentioned and as charles barkley said it, he'll he'll recognize soon enough that it's a top 5 city you know not only in the league but in the world as charles barkley said so you have 11 months to do that you know this remember this and i'm not saying that it's going to happen but a year ago at this time paul george went to oklahoma city And everybody said, you know, he's going to pick up and he's going to go to Los Angeles and sign with his hometown Lakers. He didn't. And he ended up signing with uh, the, uh, you know, Oklahoma City Thunder. And I don't think anybody thought that that was going to happen, you know, and and it did. So, you know, that's a, a, a good thing, right, And for them. And I think that that's exactly what they're thinking about you know, the Toronto Raptors.
1: Maybe uh, maybe Drake needs to lend his uh, Scorpion medallion out, too. <laughs> hey, you
0: know what? It could, you never know. It could happen, right? <laughs> exactly. It could happen. You never know.
1: Exactly. Now, uh, the trading DeMar did kind of cause some stir around the league. There was a lot of players uh, tweeting and, and such. Do you think uh, the Raptors' reputation took any sort of a hit from this trade?
0: No, I don't, because at the end of the day... Um, you know, I think everybody understood what exactly, uh, you know, you know, look, that it's a business at the end of the day. And Masayu Jury, you know, has, you know, his loyalty is to winning. And, at, you know, and he apologized for any sort of miscommunication. So I don't think it took a hit at all. I think at the end of the day, it, it, it's all about winning and putting your your team in that situation, right?
1: Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if they uh, end up making a finals run, there'll certainly be no one talking about, oh, well, they traded Demar.
0: Right. You know, look at it. At the end of the day, you know, it's a chance that you had to take. It -hmm. didn't necessarily go the way that they wanted it to go uh, with respect to, you know, the miscommunication. Uh, But, you know, clearly, you know, Demar... Uh, you know, took a time to, took time to, you know, finally, I think, you know, kind of digest it and understand the move. Uh, he thanked the fans who, you know, just tremendous, you know, to him. I know that he, the disappointment is that he wanted to play uh, his entire career for that team um, and it didn't happen, right? And so, you know, for the for the Raptors, um, you know, sometimes you have to do things that, you, you know, that just, you know, yeah you, you have a loyalty to winning, right?
1: What do you think Demers, uh legacy is going to be in Toronto?
0: Well, you know, I think he's going to go down as one of the best players um, in, you know, Raptor history. He right now is, you know, really the best player, along with Vince Carter, the two best players, and Chris Bosch, the three that, uh, you know, the Raptors have ever had, and, you uh, he's somebody, his work ethic is just off of the charts. Right. And, um, everybody likes him. Uh, to me, he's somebody that, you know, I always looked at and said, you know what, this is somebody that you, you look up to. And, um, and, and, so that's his legacy. And, and does it ultimately lead to a Jersey retirement? I think it could, could it ul- ultimately lead to a statue? I think it, it quite possibly could. But those are things that will be decided down the line. And you and I both know that when DeMar returns, and look, I'll be the first one, uh, you know, when the schedule comes out, <laughs> to see when San Antonio comes to town, you know the ovation he's going to receive. You know it. And I think that that is going to say a lot, and that's going to resonate with him. And I think it's going to resonate with Kawhi Leonard as well and all the players that are there. And I always hearken back to LeBron James after game six and his response about this phenomenal crowd, uh, this phenomenal fan base. You know, it's not just Toronto. Uh, it's an entire country that's behind this team. And I think that that's certainly something, you know, that's, you know, which makes it, you know, this situation so special.
1: One of the interesting things I found is after the news came out, all the uh, the beat writers and Raptors analysts were talking a lot about not DeMar as a player, but as a like just a human being and, right. and how well-respected he was. What was your kind of interaction with that side of it?
0: Well, there's no question. He's somebody that uh, his work ethic, uh, the player, and the person that he is He's a high-class person, and he's somebody that uh, you know to me stands out uh, in that regard. And so, from that standpoint, um, you know, he's somebody that you 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 look up to, and that's just the you know that's just a fact.
1: Do you think that um, this roster, as is as, uh, assembled now, could m- go to the finals and maybe give uh, a team like? Not saying the Warriors are guaranteed a spot, but it certainly seems uh, (laughs) pretty likely, but could give a a finals a run.
0: I I do believe that this is a roster that has the opportunity to not only go to the Eastern Conference Finals if Kawhi Leonard is healthy, but go to the NBA Finals. I I do believe that, and uh, I I think that there might be another move that's out there. I I don't know if it's now. Maybe it's at the trade deadline, depending upon how things all play out, but – at the end of the day, there's no question, Phil, that this is a roster, when you start breaking it down, has the ability to play multiple ways, to defend, to shoot the three, to really do the things that it takes to make it that far in the postseason. And so, to me, this is a roster that does have that ability uh, to uh ultimately do something that the Raptors haven't done before, and that's, you know, win an Eastern Conference Finals.
1: Are you concerned at all on uh, Nick Nurse's side of things? He's coming in in his first year, and this is a, a pretty intense situation for him.
0: No, not at all. I You know, I've always been a huge fan of Nick's. I think Nick is uh, one of the great young minds in uh, the NBA, and he's somebody that has coached at, multiple levels uh he's coached uh, uh all around the world professionally um and i think that he has a tremendous working relationship with the players and to me that's certainly something that is beneficial and then also his game planning uh and his ability i think to do you know just different things um and different objectives i think you know really will stand out i i think that you know that. To me, is something that with Nick, uh, he's he's someone that uh, I think is going to do really well. Yeah, awesome.
1: Well, Matt, I appreciate you uh, taking some time to chat with me about this, and I'm sure uh, Raptors fans are, are already looking forward to hearing uh, you broadcast our first uh, game of the season.
0: <laughs> Well, I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait.
1: It seems and look, too far away. I certainly
0: look forward to it.
1: <laughs> All right, Matt. Have a yeah. good
0: one. All right. See you, buddy. Bye.
1: That was Matt Devlin, Raptors play-by-play announcer. So, what do you think of the trade? Good for the Raptors, or was DeMar too high a price to pay? Let me know. You can find me on Twitter, at Canada's Court. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating and review wherever you listen. You can also check out Canada's Court's website to read some of the latest stories. That's all for this episode of Canada's Court. Thanks for listening.